Well, Illinois lost to Wisconsin after they're up 21 to 7. Losing to Wisconsin 25 to 21 for homecoming in Champaign, Urbana. I am I I'm mad that I'm shocked that this could have happened. Um this is the life of us Illinois fans. It it really tends to seem like this is what we live through. Um one of the phrases that we use is when is the other shoe gonna drop? And things were going very well in the game. And it was the one time where I said, I'm not waiting for the shoe to drop because the defense I thought was playing well, offensively was figuring itself out. And Wisconsin just, just seemed like they could not get anything going at all. And I felt very confident about the game as the more it was being played. Um, yeah, so it... it this one is very a very frustrating loss. Recording this live right now, literally about five minutes after the game is over. So the thoughts are still fresh in all of our minds and my mind here. Uh, Illinois losing after being up 21-7. to um, Be ever so kind as to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow it right on Apple and iTunes and Spotify. Follow at Twitter at Coach underscore Steve72. Um, Instagram, Coach Steve72. The Coach Steve Show on Facebook uh, there as well. Um, leave a comment in the comment section down below. Also, make sure you check out all the affiliates in the description below as well. <sighs> Thoughts are fresh. We're going to be a little bit all over the place. I'm going to start off with this. We're going to skip ahead a little bit. Dear NCAA, dear officiating, enough's enough. We've been saying it for a couple years now. Enough is enough with targeting. I have no clue what targeting is almost anymore. <coughs> targeting was invented, in my opinion, when a guy is completely defenseless and a guy comes in with his head down and trying to, like, spear him. And over the years, this rule has been interpreted differently more and more and more. Where it gets to the point where we don't even know what targeting is. The targeting call on Newton was terrible. Football has become incredibly, incredibly soft. I understand player Safety. I understand some of the changes that have been made to football, some for the better and some for not, and people can argue this fact or not. I really don't care. I think football is safer than it's ever been in the history of football, but I also think there is a limit to what you should be able to change. I have no clue what a targeting call is. What is Johnny Newton supposed to do? When he gets a free release and he's going to go hit the quarterback, he is taught to go hit the quarterback. Yes, he got lower than the person because 
I don't know if anybody in the NCAA understands this because they're idiots. You tackle low and are not supposed to tackle high. So he was trying to get low and he was trying to extend his arms. His face mask was going to the chest like it's supposed to and the shoulders. And he tried to extend his arms. Sometimes helmets are going to touch. I am sick and tired of helmet to helmet. I'm sick and tired of whatever targeting call is. That was an idiotic call. And this goes back to the officiatings. That goes back to the NCAA. You need to change this rule. It is out of control and it is idiotic and it is stupid. You took out the NFL player on Illinois' defense. And the moment... That happened. The entire dynamic of the game changed. Do I put this loss blame on the refs? Not really, because Illinois should be able to make stops on defense. They should be able to score some on offense. But I am sick and tired of watching college football and seeing what is determined as a targeting call and other times I see where it should be maybe targeting because of how it's called in other games and it's not called that way. So Big Ten officiating probably needs to get together and they probably need to sit those guys down from the Illinois-Wisconsin game and say, why in the hell is that targeting? Johnny Newton did not lower Say, I'm going to go hit him with head on. He was up. He was trying to get low. Your helmet and face mask are going to touch. What is he supposed to do? Just stop? At full speed, he's supposed to stop. That's why the NCAA workers are idiots. And I highly doubt they've ever played football. Ever. Ever, ever, ever have they probably ever played football. They were the nerd that got bullied in high school, and they went to go try and make big money. Good for them. You're going to go make big money. I, I respect that. Then you go up there or this, whatever it is, and you never played and don't understand exactly what's going on, and you made this rule. And it's not even a rule. I don't understand what it is. I have no clue where how this targeting stuff is ruled or identified. The only time I understand is if a guy's coming across the middle, he's looking to catch the ball, and the guy leaps into the air, and you collide, and everything else. That I totally understand. Okay, targeting call. Where's a targeting call on running backs when they lower their head into a defender? Where has that targeting call been ever since it's been created if you want to have it both sides? And I'm an offensive guy, and I'm defending defensive guys. What are defenses supposed to do? So they made a terrible call. That was that was terrible. And the moment Johnny Newton was out, everything changed. The dynamic of the game changed. The energy went towards Wisconsin. Why? Because offensively, they had to know you had to send two running back or two linemen or running back towards Johnny Newton. When he is out and you have Keith Randolph out. The pass protection for Wisconsin at the end there to come down and win was ultimately fantastic. We did not get off blocks. And you want to know why? Because they could go one-on-one. They could have just the five lineman block. They could have the running back chip and go out into the flat. If you watch that, the pass protection by Wisconsin offensive line was absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Why? Because they did not have to double-team Johnny Newton. There was no reason. There was no – the quarterback knew he did not have to peak that way anymore. That changed the dynamic of it. Now, is that one thing? 
determine the game? No, but that was a huge momentum change because NCAA and refs are idiots. Up until that point, the first, I thought Illinois' offense started to figure itself out because it wants to run the football. They started to realize, oh, if we do zone reads with Luke Altmaier, it's going to work. He had 100 yards rushing, and he had 100 yards passing. The passing could have been more, but guess what? If he's running the football, 16 carries for 100 yards, 13 of 21 for 100 yards, and two touchdown passes. I thought he had a good game. I thought Caden, Caden Fegan had a great game, 24 carries, 97 yards, and a touchdown. Casey Washington came up with some big catches. He had four catches for 34 yards. Pat Bryant had a big catch for 27 yards. Isaiah Williams, four catches. But they were ultimately running the football. Their defense was flying around making plays. Yeah, they were giving up some plays. They were giving up some first downs. But they were flying around. They were having fun. They were being physical. Uh, They were rallying to the football. Um, Third down, Wisconsin was 10 of 17. You wish that was lower. Some of those came in the second half. Uh, one for two on fourth down, held them to 379 yards, but and they only held them to, they held them to 139 yards rushing. Illinois had 223 total yards rushing, which is what you want to see. I have a Brent Bill on my team. Penalties came back to hurt Illinois, nine for 79 yards. Um, we did not turn the ball over. So if you're looking, we had the ball for 32 minutes on paper. Illinois probably could have won the game, probably should have. But then I thought in the third quarter, um, and into the fourth quarter. It almost felt like we took our foot off the gas uh, because of how good the defense was. They could just run the ball a little bit. Um, I thought with Luke Altmaier running so well, it seemed like times that he had a pocket that it kind of came down. Sometimes he got a little carried away in the pocket and started to move. I thought he didn't have to move as much in the pocket. He could have stood in there and made a couple throws. That's just my opinion. Um, You know, maybe receivers weren't open. You know, we don't have – the all 2022 film, but I just thought it, it almost had that vibe of we took our foot off the gas instead of putting our foot on throw type of mentality. But that that's just me. I would have to have the, all the film to watch that, but that's kind of what it seemed like. And I don't know if I'm the only one that felt that way. Um, but then you, you pin Wisconsin down, you're up, you know, 21 to 18, they just need a field goal. You pin them down within the f- their own five, and they just march down the field. They had the two big catches on the side, one tiptoe, another one a perfect fade catch, and we just allow them. He had all the time in the world uh, to throw the football. We stopped, and when we were playing some man defense, and if you're going to play man defense – you got to be able to make that quarterback at least move around in the pocket and pressure him. And without Johnny Newton there to do that, that really defined there at the end. And you didn't have Rudolph. You have Rudolph, maybe it changes a little bit. Maybe if we had the core of last year, that changes a little bit. But you got to be able to step up and make a stop. They had to waste timeouts, so at the end of the game there, they were able to move the ball a little bit. Then they started to incomplete some passes. If we had some timeouts, we could take some shots. We could do a little more under routes because we'd have the timeouts. But we had to waste them for stupid reasons, and ultimately that comes back to bite you in the ass. And, you know, Coach Bielma, I haven't watched the press conference. Like I said, this is literally right after the game. Um We'll, we'll see what he has to say uh, about everything. I do feel like it's going to be addressed, but I feel like the offense just didn't execute as much. 
I thought they got I, the run game was there, but I thought in the third and fourth we got away from some of the short passing game because I thought Casey Washington had some good catches. Why not go back to him a little more? Um, Isaiah Williams was limited, but I think Wisconsin was looking that way. Um, I thought, you know, again, another big part repeating is that Luke Oltmeyer, I thought he had pockets at times and just did not stand in the pocket like he needed to to make those to make those throws and, and make any type of throw. And, um, you know, the offensive line, I thought, played a lot better than the run game. They blocked a lot better. Pass protection, I thought, was great. Like I said, you're going to say, oh, they did it because Luke Altmaier was running around in the pocket. No, sometimes that was on him. So I thought I thought the O-line play was a lot better. I thought wide receiver play was getting better. Um, Fegan's going to be the, the the running back. Um, I think he's solidified himself there. Um, Rudolph has got to come back healthy. Uh, or Randolph, sorry, Keith Randolph has got to come back. Uh, sucks for Newton. He'll be out in a pivotal game next week in the first half. Um, for a stupid penalty that should not have been targeting. I, it, it sucks. This this is totally an old school Illinois game where, you know, you're almost more mad at yourself for being shocked that it happened. It should have been one of those, well, just waiting for something like this to happen. I, I don't know. Um, you know, key moments of – the penalties hurt us. Uh, giving up the big runs, even that's not even the passes. It was some some in the in that fourth quarter. They gave up some runs there, some big runs. They had that timeout on the third down. It was like third and ten or so, and they gave up a first down run. Uh, you know, and that's unacceptable. Uh, you know, your third and ten, it's a passing situation, but you know, you give up a run, and that's unacceptable. I, I again, I Luke Altmeyer, I thought played well. Uh, I know it's just a hundred yard passing. Running the ball, he did well. Um, I, I do think, though, in the second half, we got away from a little bit of the first half stuff. And it kind of seemed more conservative. And I don't know where that if, – if I – the only one that thought that, where that was coming from because you would think you would just want to continue to do what you're doing. Um, and it had a feel of last year, too, at times when that was happening. And it makes you wonder, what is this Illinois team missing? You know, me and my friend Brad Lowe texted. He said, it feels like Illinois is missing something. And, you know, what is that something? I, I really don't know because the times they looked really good. You know, it looks like the quarterback plays good. Running back's good. Oh, Lions pass and run blocking good. They made the catches at the receiver spot when they needed to. Defensively, it was flying around. I had glimpses of last year. So it's like, okay, what are we missing? And ultimately, I think it's – we're dealing with an inexperienced quarterback still. I think we're we're also dealing with inexperienced defensive back play and linebacker play. Like it's all new, whether it's brand new players in or whether it's playing time players in that doesn't have the same, you know, experiences, which then comes from leadership. And I'm not saying I'm right or wrong in this. You just try to think like on paper and watching some of you have the athletes in spots. Tommy DeVito played a lot of football, and so coming in, if stuff went wrong, he had seen it before. He could keep everybody calm. You had experience on the offensive line and leadership there. So you had leadership, Isaiah Williams. So in each spot on offense, you had some type of person there to control that room. On defense, you had somebody each in that position group to control anything that would go wrong. So if you're looking at it now, Luke Altmeyer seems to be like a leader, but certain things that happen – 
how does he react and say the right thing? Offensive line, who's going to be that person that steps up? Isaiah Williams, I think, can control the receivers, but who, you know, what about the other rooms? Defensive line is Johnny Newton. So that's why the defensive line play, if you actually watch with him, it's getting better. The, the secondary and linebackers are trying to figure out their leadership, and I think they're the ones that are going to take that step forward before the offense. Play calling was fine, but like I said, it just felt more conservative. But those are the things I think Illinois is missing um, compared to last year, and that's what this transfer portal world is. You're going to try to get people from the transfer portal, hope they can just squeeze into your system, and you're going to try to coach and cater to what they can do, but also ultimately you're going to try to coach them the way you know things to what they know, but you're going to say words differently. You might have just a little bit different technique, but when stuff hits the fan, they're going to go back to what they know, and it takes a little bit. Um, and I think that's kind of what they're missing, and that's just that's just getting people lost in the draft. That's bringing transfer portal stuff in because you have to keep up with that. And I think that's why you're seeing football teams being um, um, getting that stuff figured out. And, uh, you know, I think that's what Illinois is missing. And so I I don't know. It could be more in-depth breakdown of the offense and defense. But ultimately, I thought they played well and they were doing what they were supposed to do, took the foot off the gas. Uh, that that stupid ass penalty from the, from the officials for targeting, which wasn't targeting, really affected the the flow. And um, I don't know where Illinois goes from here. Now they're three and five overall. They're one and four in conference. Um, they're losing opportunities to try to make a bowl game. It does not get any easier. You got Minnesota next week, and you're going to be out Johnny Newton for the first half. Um, so who knows? And you're at Minnesota. Then you've got Indiana, which is a winnable game, but we know how it went last year. And and if we don't figure stuff out, people don't continue to play. You know, if they start to doubt themselves and everything, who knows how that's going to go? Iowa, Iowa can't score more than you know. I could uh, our high, my high school team could score more points than Iowa, but their defense is playing incredibly well. So who knows how that game's going to go? And then I think Northwestern is not very good with everything that's going on there. I expect some of the assistant coaches that are there. I just don't think they're the best, but that'll be a toss-up right there. So, I mean, ultimately, your three wins, you need to win three out of the next four to, to get to a bowl game. And so we're staring down the barrel of not getting to a bowl game. And that's it sucks uh, compared to last year. Maybe we had too high of expectations. Um, Going to sit here and try not to quit because the pieces, there's glimpses of how good they can be. Um, this does affect recruiting uh, that people don't seem to realize. I don't think like if you're losing, are you going to start losing recruits to other schools? Like that's the world of this transfer portal stuff too. Is how much pressure coaches and programs are under that when they when they struggle like this, are they going to start having people go to the transfer portal? Are going to start having some of these recruits decommit? and go somewhere else or open up the recruiting again, or did they commit and go to the transfer portal? All that stuff. Um, so I don't know. Don't know. Um, that'll wrap up this post game of the Illinois game. Uh, not much more to say from it. Um, again, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow Ray on Apple and iTunes and Spotify. Follow at coach underscore Steve 72 on Twitter and coach 72 on Instagram. Check out all the affiliate description below. Leave a comment in the comment section down below as well. Um, thank you guys again for watching and or listening. This is Coach Steve. We will see you guys next time.